Welcome back to the Notes for Goats podcast. Uh, I am Steve. I am Brandon. And this is a Friday episode, and we are sans guests for the first time in 2022. Yep. Uh, we had some issues come up, and then we looked for a guest for this one, and then we decided that we're just going to do it because, uh, well, it's already in February, and we're in our deadline period. You know, Steve, I did yes. have somebody reach out. You did? Pod. I did. And so did name, I, actually. And his name was Bruno. But oh, you can't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about him. See, I'm just uh, kidding. Person, I didn't really have a guess. That was just a person that reached out to me. She's five. Um, And while she'd have been hilarious to be have on a podcast, she would have definitely given you and I the business. So, well, right. And we, we and, can't have that. And she swears more than I do. And she's five. Oh, good. Yeah. But she's one of my favorites. So I will oh, give her that. Okay. And her mom sometimes listens. So we shall see. Okay. Well, yeah. Hi, Clara. Um, so uh, she does not listen. She better not be listening. Right. Maybe it's that part. Okay. Maybe As it's... of right now, no more. Turn it off. Clara. Turn it off. Um, yes. Yeah. This is not a safe. Although this is a, this is a family friendly movie. This is not going to be a family friendly episode. It might be. It might be, I guess. But we, we tend to like bunny trail where things are not family friendly. Sure. So, um, yeah, I would say, uh, as a rule of, uh, reference for any of our listeners, if you listen to this car into the car with your kids, don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, especially just, yeah, don't, don't tell us or anyone else. Um, sure. and if they're over the age of like 13, you're probably okay. Yeah. Unlike 90% of our podcasts, there's a couple of them. I still wouldn't because the language that I use is colorful. Yeah. Um, even more colorful than some of the language you might use around your kids. Right. Is what it is. Uh, I don't feel bad about it because they all deserved it. We were going to do a guest. We didn't get a guest in time. Yeah. Um, but we decided that we needed to do this one because it's, first of all, phenomenal. Yeah. Second of all, has a couple of man crushes of mine. Well, maybe one or two of yours. And mm-hmm. uh, is a, um, it falls in the Disney category. It, it does. And, and everybody it falls, loves it, and it falls into our 2020 mantra of new. Yeah, 2022 new. New in 2022. You said 2020. 2020? Oh boy. Way to go, man. You went let's way back not. in time. 2020, let's, not, let's not go back there. 2022. New, new in 2022. I like it. So it is yeah. it is right in our wheelhouse for that, man. So Brandon, let's 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 figure it out. We've already yeah. kind of let the cat out of the bag a little here. Yeah. We did we did bring up Bruno. Uh but we what did. are we talking about today? Guys, we uh we, you know, so you guys know this, and if you don't, I don't know where you've been, but uh, Steve has a herd of kids, and I have it's the best way to describe it, actually. And I have some, so um, you combine them, it's like almost a herd and a half. It's true. Um, so we have a lot of kids, and so Disney Plus is pretty much a never ending stream, at least around my house. Yeah, my you know, team. it's pretty With much mostly me, st- right. And, you know, this movie popped up and everyone was talking about it in Kanto and Kanto and Kanto and Kanto. And I'm like, I don't know what Encanto is. And then all of a sudden, my, my oldest was just like, Dad, put on Encanto. Dad, put on Encanto. And so I did. And finally, Steve, you and I were like, this is super popular. We need to do Encanto. And, and then like, I watched it and was like, dude, watch it. Right. And so then one day, me and my oldest literally snuggled up on the couch and watched Encanto. And I'm like, yep. And now you're and- doing the dance numbers, aren't you? And yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, guys, we are talking about the Encanto soundtrack, which also kind of mixes with the movie a little bit because you can't yeah. talk about one without talking about the other. So, especially Disney movie, especially especially one like this, mm-hmm. for sure. The good, bad, the good, the good, and the bad with it. I mean, I think there's there's a little bit of both, but for with sure. Disney, with Disney, you always get the good and the bad. I mean, you talk about Disney with you and I, and we've talked glowingly about you know my love of Alan Menken and. Right the old school when we were both when we were kids um, and young adults coming up with you know aladdin and lion king beauty and the beast and all of the crazy animated musicals yeah they were musicals they were i mean they're cartoons but they were which which spawned spawned the love of our generation i'm a fucking millennial apparently our generation's love of broadway and the musical yeah i think you know they have 
like the whole Broadway scene has a debt to pay to Disney from when we were kids. And we're just oh, like, for sure. If you can't keep my attention with a song, I mean, you Might got well dance. The, with the big, the big bosoms, women's dancing. <laughs> right. That got my attention, um, yeah, especially sure in 4D. Um, uh, but Encanto was released November 3rd of 2021. Movie was released November 3rd, 2021. So yeah. less than a couple of months old. Um, it's a, a smash hit. Um, I love the new thing now where Disney uh, will put out their movies and then within 45 days, they put them on Disney Plus. Right. Because as much as I love the movies, I do have that herd of children you're talking about. Yeah. And two of them are still too young to go to the movies for yeah. the most part. Right. Um, keeping them uh, entertained for an hour to an hour and a half in a movie theater would be impossible. It would be Absolutely. difficult for all of us. Sure. So movies are hard for us right now. Um, but did you know, Brandon, that this was the 60th? film produced by the Walt Disney Animated Film Studios? I did not, but that's not surprising. But it's their, still a only crazy their, number. Only their 60th, though. I would think oh. they'd have more. Oh, okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's 60... Uh-oh. Steve? Steve? <sighs> While Steve is plugging in his uh, computer, because that's what he did and why he's not here right now, uh, you guys can head on over to Apple, give us a five-star rating, and write us a freaking review because that'll help us move up in the charts, guys. You know how that goes. So uh, help us become more popular with everybody around us. So please go do that. Also, head on over to Facebook, the Notes Magoats podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Notes Magoats pod, Twitter at Notes Magoats pod. We post all of our album covers uh, on Instagram and Twitter um, and on Facebook. Please go and follow us uh, and share our content, share what we've, we've, uh, what the things that we've done. So please go do that. And we would uh, greatly appreciate it. And I am still waiting for Steve because he forgot to plug in his computer. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Steve is coming back, guys, and I'm going to give him a ton of crap when he actually uh, gets himself plugged back in. So um, can you hear me, Steve? Yeah, good. Um, while you were away, Steve, um, I just told the fans where to find us. so We don't have to plug later. And uh, you'll hear the rest of it when this episode comes out. So can't fucking wait. <laughs> Note to self, turn your Fuck, plug your fucking computer in. I dude, I had it plugged in and I am not bullshitting you. I must have bumped it when we were recording with Navarra. Sure. I'm not right. blaming him, but I'm blaming him. Um sure. absolutely. He listens and uh it's his fault. Um yeah. 60th film. Again, we talked about that before, uh, before I disconnected myself from the chat and completely shit the bed. Um this this movie actually does feature, and one of the reasons that I think it's doing so well, and um it features original songs. Every song that was uh, sung and written for this uh, this, this movie yeah. was written by Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, if you guys don't know who Lin Manuel Miranda is. Well, you're fucking lying to yourself for one, because everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who uh, he is. He's Hamilton in the Heights, uh, Moana. I mean, yeah. there's there's lists and lists and lists of this what this guy's done um, in his um, long career and short career publicly let's just right. say yeah uh amazing amazing songwriter and we'll get into that soon i know it does feature voices of stephanie beatrice which if you don't know stephanie beatrice she was on brooklyn 99 mm -hmm. um maria cecilia botero who's a colombian actress john leguizamo who is the yeah, pest man. and always will be the pest Oh, um, he, he, he was also Luigi. And, and he was <laughs> Luigi in the live action Mario movie as well. Yeah. Um, From like the mid 90s. <laughs> which if you if you haven't seen that one, oh, my God. Right. It's amazing. Really so bad. Good. Who's who plays Mario? I forgot who plays Mario. Some I don't know. Actually, that's a All good. Right. That's yeah. a good. I'll look that up later. Um, uh, Mario Castillo, Castillo, Jessica Darrow. Uh, Angie Cepeda, Carolina Gatlin, uh, Diana Guerrero, Wilmer Valderrama, fucking yeah, Fez man. is in this. Fez. And, 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 I take the best for last. One of my favorite, favorite actors, especially voice actors. He was in 
uh, Star Wars. He did the the robot in Rogue One. He was in um, uh, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger and Paul Bettany. He was in Firefly. He is a leaf in the wind. He's Wash in Firefly. He was also Hey Hey in Moana. Yes, the retard chicken. Um, and <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he is also the toucan in this movie. Yeah. He literally has no speaking parts. He just makes noises. He is a Juilliard trained actor and singer. Alan Tudyk, everybody. Alan freaking Tudyk. Amazing actor. Oh, so good. Juilliard. He's a, he's a man. He was the retard chicken in Moana. Right. And there's actually some really fun stories about that. And the toucan here as well. There's very fun stories. It's like, Alan, you're a toucan. Right. I'm like, how do you do this? And he just does it fucking walking around being a toucan. It's a, I love, I love Alan Tudyk. And it, I think they just, now they're just going to cast him in random fucking roles. Probably. Because it just is. He's like, um, what's the guy from, uh, he plays ham in Toy Story. John oh, yeah, yeah, Gatzenberger yeah. or whatever his last right. name is. Yeah. But he's been in like every Pixar movie since some way, shape, or form. Yeah, with some he was Mole Man and Incredibles. He was like yeah. every Pixar movie he's been, he's found his way into him. Yeah. Um Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. Yes. Um, he's gonna be Alan Tudyk is now gonna be the John Ratzenberger just playing random animals and making noises. Yep. For and sure. I'm okay with it personally. Yeah. Um, the film is about a family who was blessed with a miracle, giving them and their descendants magical gifts, except for one. Um, while living in a whimsical, magical home called the Encanto, this film has grossed how much money, Brandon? Oh man, it's been out for time of Five, recording, four and a half months. Four and a half. Okay. Uh, man. Who? My numbers man. as of January twenty eighth. By the way. Okay. Uh, hundred and fifty million. Two twenty eight. Oh man, I thought it was, it was the second highest. Time. Second highest animated film in twenty twenty one. Second highest grossing animated film in 2021. Really? What was the Only first? Only behind Sing 2. Oh, yeah. Which, Which actually came out right before this. Right. Like literally like a couple weeks. DreamWorks put it out right before this because they knew Encanto was going to be huge. Yeah. So they put Sing 2 out like mid-October and Encanto yeah. came out early November, right before Christmas holidays. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. But both the top two animated movies were only out for like two and a half months in 2021 right. and they both annihilated the box office because kids sell movies right um it's what it is uh it is what it is the soundtrack was actually released november 19th of uh, 2021 so 10 days later yeah they announced they released this it's 44 tracks dude it is 44 tracks 115 minutes long right now before you get you know your drake vibes on it's not right. Drake, guys no. a lot of instrumental tracks right like 44 tracks, and I want to say 30 of them, if not more, are instrumental. Yes. Uh, Lin Manuel did not write 44 songs for this album, though he probably could have. He probably could have. Um, and did this. You thing. know, it, it's like the the in between transition music and just everything. And the credit scenes and the stuff like right. that. And there's just right. so much. I mean, do you think of an uh, uh, animated any movie that's really an hour and a half long? Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be some music in there and there's not a lot of talking going on in some spots. You got a lot of moving going on right. because there's dancing and whatnot in colors and in colors. And it's, and it's a Latin American movie. So right. there's a lot of, a lot of Latin American culture, as yeah. we talked about with Shakira, with Jory a couple weeks ago, um, mm -hmm. is, is around music. Yeah. And this, this movie encapsulates that it's around Absolutely. music. Music is kind of how things work. So the soundtrack, Brandon, did hit number one on Billboard's 200. The single, We Don't Talk About Bruno, mm -hmm. it's the only single from the yeah, album, right. hit number one on the Hot 100. Nice. Um, only other song to hit number one. You know what it was? Disney movie. Sorry. Only Disney song to hit number one on the Hot 100. Frozen. No. Let, or Let It Go. No. What? What was it? Only World. Wow. Okay. All right. A whole Man, new world I... was the only other song to hit number one on the Hot 100. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I would have thought Let It Go as well, but it didn't hit. It didn't hit number one. Okay. I think most people just like their kids loved that song, but the parents hated it. You were right. Yeah. I mean, but I'll, everybody I'll loves listen, the whole new world. I listen to Bruno all day long and I hate it. Well, right. Because there's so much going on there. Oh um, yeah. Even within the story of that song. Yep. Now, um, 
Surface Pressure, though, which is another another uh, track on the album, did reach number nine on the Hot 100. Nice. It wasn't even a single. It, I got a lot of following, I think, because of something else I'm going to mention here in a minute. Sure. But this is the first time that a Disney animated film had two songs in the top 10 on the Hot 100 ever. Wow. That's incredible. No, of 60 movies, 60 yeah. animated Disney movies, yeah. none of them have ever put out and you think of how many songs have come out from all of these Disney movies. Absolutely. None of them have ever put out two in the Hot 100. That's incredible. So it's only been out for a few months. It's already in the Disney Movie Hall of Fame yeah. because of the things it's put out. Um, yep. So um, Bruno <laughs> mm-hmm. and the movie have been viral a hit on TikTok. The hashtag Encanto has received over 11 and a half billion views as of January 23rd. Wow. It's a full month ago, guys. And it was 11 and a half billion views. And I will tell you that of recording, which is on February 6th, I saw three talks about it today. We're actually sure. pretty funny, like new ones, but right. like I've seen a three of them today. There's this number's massive. This movie's just taken over. So, Brandon. Yes. I've I've gushed about Alan Tudyk. You have. I I did uh touch slightly on my love of Lemuel Miranda. Yeah. Um, and John Leguizamo. What was your favorite track? Surface pressure. Look at you. Yeah. The beat to this is incredible. <sighs> But we we talk about this movie and you need to talk about the story with these songs, right? And the story with this song is is very poignant to the it, it, it's one person's struggle, but then you realize toward the end of the movie how it really was everybody's. Mm-hmm. Um, on the outside, people may look like they have it all together, but inside or underneath are all these cracks or feelings of insecurity or whatever it is you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's which is why it's called surface pressure because you're getting this pressure on the surface to be perfect or in this case to be the the heavy lifter the one to always move stuff when it needs to get moved no matter what it is with ease Mm -hmm. um and just the struggle with that. So that for me, surface pressure was my favorite track. And you would be right. Um, <laughs> it was not my favorite. It's on my list. Okay. But it's not my favorite. We'll get to I'll get to my later on that one. Um, my favorite was Bruno. We don't yeah. talk about Bruno. Um, we do talk about Bruno. Um, I mean, right. really, this is when this the movie starts off with the family Madreal. Um right from the get-go you start singing you start getting a little bit of the backstory on everybody and it's very quick opening it's four and a half minutes long the song is but you get you get a very uh brief overview of this family and in the midst of that song we don't talk about bruno they tell you like right we don't we don't talk about this guy he doesn't he doesn't matter and you don't figure out more about until later on in the movie but um i i love the song um the story in the song is amazing um, and I, I love how it's put together. Mostly sure. the song itself is, is great. Um, it's, it follow the story that it follows is, is great. Even just reading the story and why this, this person is so vilified within mm-hmm. this family, because he is kind of the bearer of bad news a lot of times Absolutely. Um, and, and they don't like it. And he just, he brings everybody down. They want to know the good stuff. We talked about with Mac Miller. Um, everybody wants the good news. Well, Bruno has good news, but he has bad news too sometimes. Right. And they don't want to hear the bad news. Right. He can't stop himself. But this track is a level above a lot of them because of how it's delivered. It's mm-hmm. delivered by the cast, not just of one singer, two singers, just like seven. A lot yep. of the cast sings on this. Yeah. And they all sing in a different way. Yeah. And it's mixing the styles of you get some like R and B, you get a little bit of the the, you know, the Shakira as Colombian like fall yep. there. You get you get some hip hop in there. You get some like whisper hip hop, which is amazing. 
It's so good. And the song itself, it builds, it's big, it's small. It just goes every which way you want it to yeah. go in what? Five minutes, I think. Yeah. Something I like want to say it's, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Three minutes and 36 seconds. Oh, wow. Even Three minutes and 36 seconds. And you go, you go through the whole gamut of emotions when it comes to this one, this one character who is the, the crux of the story. It's he's pantomime right. in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing to me how Lin-Manuel was able to do so much and pack so much into such a song with so little time. Yeah. Like, and you've seen him do it with, with Hamilton. You've seen him do it in the Heights. You've seen him do it with Moana. Not like this. Right. This song, the reason this song blew up and has done so well is because I don't think I've heard anything like this before. Mm-hmm. How it's done. Right. I mean, I've heard songs like this. I've heard very good, you know, backstory songs. Well, right. Not how it's delivered here. Right. Not how you mix and match all of these different styles in three and a half minutes. Right. So I, I loved it. I loved the song. I loved the the whole play on it and everything. It's it's amazing. It's funny. It's sad. It's it's quirky. Um, yeah. It just is. It's so good. Absolutely. So Brandon. Steve. I. I uh, I went here on a least. Okay. I didn't really have one. Um, I had mm-hmm. one that I could, as we talk about it before, like you're you're you know splitting hairs, finding those little bits. Um, there's only two songs here on the soundtrack where it's really just one artist singing. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a lot of them. Like a lot of the instrumentals are one person. It's how they built it out. Right. But there's only two songs, like actual singing songs, where it's just one character. Mm-hmm. This is built around a family. Everybody kind of does everything together. So a lot of these songs are ensemble numbers or duos. Uh, they're not really done together. It's two. Yeah. Um, and I picked one of them as my least if I had okay. to pick one. And it's Waiting on a Miracle. Okay. It, it is... Um, I, <sighs> It's right in the beginning of the song. It's right in the beginning of the movie. Again, sets up backstory, gives you uh, the main character's uh, kind of idea how how her life is ran. Again, mm-hmm. in, uh, just a couple minutes. Absolutely. I had no idea that Stephanie Beatrice could sing. Um, right. She's, I mean, she's the mean one in Brooklyn Nine Nine, guys. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, she's Rosa. Exactly. Right. She's Rosa, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like she's the mean one that you don't want to mess with and she'll beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Like this isn't Andy Sandberg. We know right. he could do his thing, but I would never have thought Stephanie Beatrice could sing mm-hmm. for one. And she, she kills this track, but so in a movie that needs, it's so multidimensional. This is okay. the only one dimensional song hmm. on the entire soundtrack. Okay. For me. I, I, okay. No, I see that. And but then that, that just kind of makes, I'm just, I'm kind of thinking out loud here with that. Do you think because a lot of these tracks are family based and all put together that maybe there's a reason. Oh no. I know the reason. You know what I mean? Like I understand she, having watched the movie and know yeah. why it's there. I know why I'm feeling the way that I am about it. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to. Right. I'm supposed to Lin-Manuel did exactly what he was supposed to do with this track. If I'm looking at it from a soundtrack perspective and not from a movie perspective, right. even though I, again, I like the, I like the song mm-hmm. and I know why it's one dimensional. I know why it's singular. I know why it's not huge. I know why it's very thought provoking, sad, right. but also eye opening. I understand. And I'm not giving the movie away by any means. No. It, it makes you feel those things purposefully, mm-hmm. which is a uh, a feather in the cap to Lin-Manuel and a bravo to Stephanie Beatrice. Right. Because my my things I don't like about it, I'm not supposed to like about it. Right. It's supposed oh, exactly. to make it's supposed to make me pick it out for those reasons. Right. Oh, I not know why. Right. Especially in the beginning of the movie, the very beginning of the movie. For sure. Where it's at. It's right. in the first like 20 minutes. Right. And you really don't know how the movie ends. Like you can't, you can't pick it out. No, it, it changes a couple different out. times. Right. No, it's, it's very, it's, it's, 
it's a Disney flick. So you think things are going to be good and happy at the very end. But you just don't know how you're going to get you to point A to point B. Gonna get there. Right. And, sure. but yeah, that one for me, and I, again, I will completely admit to it. I know why I feel the way that I do. It was, I'm supposed to. Yeah. Which is why it's not really a least favorite for me. I really didn't have one. Right. But if I had to pull one out, it's because of that one gave me those feelings, which it's supposed to do, but it's so yeah. anti everything else. Right. So, so Steve, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, not with the track, but with like how it's, how the song is supposed to be, how the song is and also how it's hard to pick one on this album, Mm -hmm. but I also picked one, but opposite you picking the one that was very singular. I picked an ensemble song. It was, it was all of you. The very last track, the very last song of the movie, the finale, the finale of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, The song is, is it ties everything together, but I would have liked to have seen it more upbeat. It was kind of just ho hum, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. But you know, and I and I don't want to give the movie away for those who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But you know, everything is kind of the way it is again. Things are healing again, um, and and you know everything is kind of but back different. To, correct. And yeah, so for me, I really just would have liked to have seen it upbeat, but then it got me thinking too. Like, if you look at Lin Manuel's other stuff, um, particularly Hamilton and how that show ends, even Moana though too isn't super upbeat. I mean, it's it's positive. It's positive, right? But just look at, but really look at Hamilton. Look how oh, no, that ends. Ham- look how that dark, ends. dark. It, it ends oh, so dark. But uh, but yeah, for me that was just that was just my least favorite. I get, it was just a personal feeling. I wish it would have been more like, huzzah! Based on the story, I was hoping. But for I wonder too, piece. though, and I'm I pick your brain a little bit on that because I wonder too if that's more of a cultural thing. That could because be. Think about it with like, I'm going to group this in with with another uh, Disney movie of you know sure. in Latin America, Coco. Yeah. Coco That's didn't true. end. Coco didn't end super happy. There was it was positive. Yeah, but Coco died. I mean, again, that that's that one's. I'll spoil that one, guys. The very uh, yeah. If you haven't seen Coco, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, grandma, Co- grandma Coco died. But it it's. But again, that is a a celebration in the cultural thing of saying right. things because it's sad. Yes, but we remember our ancestors. We remember who we came from. Remember all this stuff, and uh, so I wonder if like the. I wonder if the American side of us and our culture wants things to be like, like Mickey and the steamboat. Oh, probably happy, happy, happy. But in the, in the Latin American culture and Colombian culture, I would, I would, I'm going to, I'm going to assume, I guess guys, um, this is actually the second Colombian ask album we've done this month. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Thanks Jory. Um, but the, I wonder in the culture, if it's, it's not as like our version of happy or our version of upbeat is, yeah. is maybe, maybe a step higher because we yeah. are it's more realistic American guys. Yeah. I would think, I would think theirs is more realistic as it's a positive things are, things right. are still working on things. And the, I mean, even with the family, they're still working on their things and it's, they kind of came to the conclusion that it's not true. You don't have to be, the superheroes that you are you can break it's okay to have it's okay to show that you're human still Mm -hmm. so i wonder if it was kind of an idea of that it's a positive note but it's not like uh you know and everybody had a everybody ice cream sundays it was great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm wondering if it was that that, and i'm i'm thinking culturally you and i don't we don't get that same level of things because our culture we're very hallmark christmas yes we are very basic white girl right so yes absolutely so that's that's where that's where i think we we come out we 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 are so very basic as we had one person on facebook offer to be on the podcast and talk about this movie and the societal norms and breakdowns and go through the complete theoretical um versions of this and basically talk us which 
I would love been, to have that conversation with Anthony. Yeah. Love it. And his, and his beautiful wife, um, they would, they would run circles around you and I, because we are basic. We are basic. And I told them that Yeah, publicly they, Absolutely. and they know that anyway, they know me. So they, they know mm-hmm. us, but they listen to the podcast. They understand how basic we are. Yep. We're out here for a good time. Absolutely. We're um, out here for a good time. So uh, guys, speaking of good times. <laughs> oh God. It's uh, the second go around of the uh, Colombian wing. It's time for the word association name game. Wang, let's play wang, let's play wang. Word association name game. Wang, word association name game. Wang, wang, If you make me pick a fucking nope. one in Spanish, I'm going to kick nope. you in the nuts. I'm not. Good. I kept, you to, the, went I to, kept like, it to the movie. Okay, good. Because if no. you, you went to fucking like Antonio's voice, I'm going to punch you in the fucking nuts. No. We're going to no, have that joke too. All. So, all right, Steve. I got two. Well, there's 44, so I'll be Are fucking you... have two. Right. But like I said, I'm keeping it to the movie. We talked. We did. And I kept it to the movie, not okay. the instrumentals. Just there's because... a couple of ones in here, though, that instrumental is actually pretty funny. It's true. All right. First one. First one. Go ahead. Two caterpillars. Two caterpillars? Two caterpillars. Uh, Two caterpillars. Two. Need a hint. Uh, Not in English. Uh, yep, yep, yep. That's that what caterpillars means? Yes, or tagus? I had to Google. Yes, or or Google. I don't know. That's that's what Google translate. Google translate translated that as the caterpillars. Okay. Yeah, two caterpillars. Uh, Or Spanish ones. Yes. All right. Next one, Steve. This one is just funny, and I had to say it. Um. So, (laughs) best of luck to you. Um. Can't wait. <laughs> You're giggling before you even get there. This is proving how basic we actually are. <laughs> when plumbers get together, when plumbers get together, when plumbers get together. <laughs> You're an ass. You're an ass. Speaking of work here as well, the cracks emerge. The cracks emerge, guys, when the plumbers get together. Oh, my (laughs) wife would say that whenever I'm around. Same. Oh, my kid says that. Dad, I'm just pulling up your pants. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have a waist or a butt to hold it up myself. I'm having that problem as well. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, All right, Steve. We had all the fun. Oh, we did have fun. Let's get into into the deep here. Okay. I'm going to go first. Go ahead. Waiting on a miracle was my was my deep cut, um, okay. and I'm going to be honest. The jury is still out for me on how I feel about Stephanie's voice. I like it, but it's again not what you would expect. Looking at Rosa, right? Um, this song, but again, I'm I'm drawn into the story, man. I'm drawn into the story of this movie. And this story on this song is good. Uh, this song specifically shows somebody wants to do all of the big things that their family is doing on the outside, right? Um, but but it's just, yeah, it's not there, you know? Now, if you've seen the movie, you know how this movie ends and how this character's purpose was was much bigger than what you see on the outside. I'm not going to give anything away. I'm not going to try to give anything away. But that for me, because of that, that it's not about necessarily what you see on the outside makes the there there's got to be something different, something more. So yeah. um that was my that was my deep cut. So like I said, as as we talked about it before with with like I said being my least I understand why it's there I understand why it's my least favorite and I'm supposed to think that way so but right. I also listening to the song listening to the story and in her voice I can't hate it I can't I can't not like it it's just right you make me find one and I can't just say no 
Yeah, absolutely. I do sometimes, but generally I can't just say no. Right. Um, so I listened to them a few times to figure it out, and that was the one that came out here. So um, mine, though, was your favorite. Oh, nice. Surface pressure. Yeah. Jessica Darrow is amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have seen the actress, she's a little lady. She's right. Actually, not very big. Um, if you remember back, when did we do? Oh, back in October, we did a band from the UK called Punk Rock Factory. It was actually November, I think. It was November, twenty twenty one. We did a band called Punk Rock Factory. Now they're they're we talked about those guys and they did a bunch of cartoon songs. Now they're doing all kinds of stuff now. They're putting out a new song every other day, it seems like. But they actually did surface pressure. Oh, with, they did with Jessica Darrow. What? It's amazing. How did I not see this? It's um I thought I tagged you it, but I must not have. Maybe. I don't it's know. It's amazing. They do it and she comes in and does her she does part of it with them. Oh my gosh. Um, she the music is fantastic for this guys. Uh, it gives it gives me goosebumps listening to it. Uh, I love I love how it builds, and then then the music builds, the lyrics build, and then that chorus comes in and everything just drops, mm-hmm. and it's the the drip drip, and it just goes, and then it, and then it just flies from there. The song to me hits a different way because um, it depicts that like oldest or stable sibling uh, mm-hmm. dilemma that i can relate to sure being the oldest sibling with a single mom having to help raise my brother and sister and having to now again raise kids come from a broken system with broken families and a broken past having the pressure that's there to do well when the world is not in your corner half the damn time right um it this song on a deep level not surface, but on a deep level, hit me in so many ways. Uh, thinking of it about my kids, about my own personal life, and the amount of pressure that you can be under and not really understand it and why you're breaking. Yeah. Um, pressure at work, pressure at home, pressure at families. And then just the looking at it this way. Again, it's like four minutes long. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's so many different things you can pull out of it. Right. Um, I was surprised this wasn't a single. The only single released was Bruno. Um, I was surprised after hearing this song. I was surprised this wasn't the top track on the album. It deserves yeah. everything it's getting and all the accolades and, and um, love it's getting across the board. But it hits so well. I know why Bruno is big as it is. Like I said, I mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. But surface pressure is it's a perfect a perfect song and it's expertly written yeah um and lin-manuel is a freaking genius he just is such a genius um so final thoughts for me man um <laughs> lin-manuel miranda is my kids alan Menken. yeah he will be around for a while and i am not unhappy about that right as a big kid myself uh, again, if you were unaware who Alan Menken is, go back to the Beauty of the Beast podcast we had back in August. Skip the parts about uh, Hermione's voice or listen to him. It's a lot of fun. Uh, listen to me talk about um, Al and his uh, his exploits of yeah. amazement. Yeah. Um, he is the songwriter for Disney of our childhood, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, even some of the stuff recently. He did even some now. stuff for Beauty he'll, of the Beast. Yeah. He'll sprinkle in here and there. Um, but he was Disney's animated movie music king still is um and Lin manuel is just there to take it he i did say back in august that Lin manuel was going to take the reins eventually from him that disney was going to get their hooks into this guy and they were going to they were going to let him go i cannot wait to see what else let Lin manuel does for the mouse because he's talented i am happy to see companies like disney and other major companies stretch their boundaries get into different cultures because i want to learn about those and like a little kid, I learn better through song. Right. So I learn better through pictures because I'm a, I am a toddler. I'm yeah. in 100%. <laughs> it is what it is. I love me a good cartoon, especially mm. if it teaches me some stuff. Um, I was a huge fan of Coco. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I still love that movie. I think it's one of the best animated musical movies that Disney's ever made. Mm-hmm. This one's up there as well. And it's because of the story it tells, because you're not used to seeing this story from this culture right. um, in done. Or, or, well. or, a, or a realistic story. Yes. And it wasn't whitewashed. I love, I no. mean, Alan Tudyk is in this movie. He plays a fucking toucan for one, but yeah. it, Lin-Manuel didn't whitewash it. He didn't pull all the actors from uh, Hamilton into it, even though he did pull in the grandma from Moana because she is the grandma on this one, too. Really? I, oh, oh, dude, man, same voice, I man. I know. Yeah, I listen to listened. it again. You yeah. listen to her sing and it's the same voice. Yeah, I don't care. She was still amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It, like, it's so good. It the movie, like we said before, not giving any spoilers away. It's great. It's deep. Um, it has a lot of themes that can be unpackaged for kids and adults. Um, the biggest one is family's important. No one is less important uh, than anyone else. Everyone has to do their job for the family to survive or thrive. Yeah, uh, it's something that my family has has talked about since we started this whole foster care adoptive thing is everyone has their job. And if you do your job, the team as in our family succeeds. If you don't do your part, that means we got to pick up the slack and we may still make it, but it's not as easy. Right. Um, and that's, that's one of the things that we kind of solidified home with this movie with our bigger kids. Um, because it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a good way to teach that. Absolutely. Use a cartoon. I mean, with your little kids, you can use it too. And it's, right. Absolutely. With adults, I can use it with adults. And yeah. like right. so I I love it. Um Alan Tudyk is my hero. The mm-hmm. movie's a solid nine. Uh soundtrack's nine and a half. Great listen. Instrumental tracks are actually even really good for for uh background music. Throwing it up on Spotify, letting it play on your on your Echo and Amazon, your yeah. Alexa. Yeah. Um yeah, for me, nine and a half. Yeah. Steve, you mentioned it. Lynn Manuel Miranda is a genius. Is a musical genius, and yep. you said it. You know, he will be what he will be the successor to Alan Menken. And I think this movie, if Moana hadn't already solidified it, or putting Hamilton on Disney Plus didn't solidify it, this movie solidified his place in Disney for the foreseeable future. But he's also going to do what he wants. Exactly. Which I love. Yeah. He's not going to, he won't kowtow to Cookie Disney. Cookie cut. Nope. No. But I also feel like Disney to some degree has also pushed their boundaries in order yes. to, in order to let things. hundred percent. You know, happen as the world transforms and changes. Rose. Right. The music and lyrics on this movie, on this album mm-hmm. are top notch. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, I will say though, you can't listen to the soundtrack without watching the movie. It will it won't make sense. No, the it, the, the hits the hits will make sense. The hits will be hits. Yes, you'll understand why they're hits. Right, but you will not understand the movie. The rest of the, these, it won't make sense. I mean, in in all honesty, like you may not know surface pressure. You may not understand it unless you understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Because each of these songs, yes, so the beginning opening number is very much the introducing everybody and their their gift to the family. Well, you right? got to see it. Right. And then each individual track after that kind of narrows it in on each individual person in that family to some degree. Just a solid win for Disney. And I, and I just, I, I love this I love this. I I love the fact that my girls can watch this movie. And yes, to them right now, it's just good music and bright, beautiful colors. But I'll be able to have conversations with them as they get older and see this movie more like, hey, what do you think this song meant? You know what? And and I think my oldest will will have a good would be able to have a good conversation with that in a a year or so. Um, You know, because but whatever. so for me, I I am giving this one a a a nine out of ten. So yeah, yeah, guys, it's the movie. The movie is is if you haven't, I mean, you've been under a rock if you haven't seen it. I mean, if you just take the time, it's not very long. It's only an hour and a half. Right. 
it's it's super good. It's actually a quick watch too. Like it, I know it's just an hour, hour and a half, but it goes by really fast. If you have kids, they're gonna enjoy it. Um, even little kids, like I mean, even little littles will enjoy the colors and the sounds yes. and the and the movement. It's it's always moving. The house is there's always little things going on that you can like. There's always movement. I love mm-hmm. that about the movie. Um, where it's an ADHD kid's dream. It's like there's yeah. always something going on. You have to watch the whole screen yeah. because you never know what's going to happen. And then the characters are relatable. I know they're all Colombian you know, people and we're not, but right. the emotions they're going through are all relatable. Um, so the things that are happening, you can relate back to anyone. I mean, you, there's somebody there that you can relate to at some point in the family. Absolutely. Um, and it's just there's there's some comedy like adult comedy woven in a little here and there not super sure. heavy but just a little bit um the coffee jokes are amazing yeah <laughs> this is why only only adults drink coffee mm-hmm. right. my kids love that one and it's in the soundtrack too the family Montreal. Yeah. but uh it's it's such a good movie and the soundtrack will just go there the the fun TikToks right now. It's like after one time listening to a con or watching a conto and after like nine times you're dancing and you're doing your thing and right. you're in costume now. Um, I, I definitely would recommend it to anyone and everyone to watch it. Um, I think if you watch it once you, it, I haven't found anyone yet that hates it. Right. Which is hard because Disney always rubs for the wrong way in one way, shape or form for something, but I haven't found anyone that actually hates this and haven't seen anything that actually people hate it. I'm sure they're out there because there's probably, always trolls prob- somewhere. Probably. But it's it's an 18 and a half out of out of uh, 20 for us. And yeah. that's that usually says good things uh, for us. I mean, February has been a pretty hot month on the, on the Fridays, guys. Friday episodes mm-hmm. have been like fire yeah. all month long so i'm loving loving how 2022 is uh wrapping up a, a new work we're starting it off here with a with you know on a tear yeah coming into march right so uh guys that has been in kanto uh the soundtrack and 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 a movie i guess right right so right in normally these are fridays normally we have a guest here they can probably they can uh, you know give us their own like give and like tidbits on what they're doing and whatnot, right. how things are moving. Sure. All of our fans, fan, hi Brandon or Darius. How's it going, guys? Right. Uh they know they know what we're talking about. They know us. They know where we, they found us already at least once or twice. Right. If you haven't yet to give us that review or rating on Apple, Spotify, and or Facebook or all right. three. Yeah. Um you can do that all three of those now. Um we appreciate it. It just helps us kind of reach more people. Um but Let's do a little bit of talking about March. It is the last Friday. Come March comes next week. I thought you were going to give all of our plugs, and I was going to give you a lot of shit because you already I, plugged everybody. I, I remember it. you I say everything. that. Yeah. While I was gone doing fucking not plugging my computer in and being absolutely, shitty. absolutely. But yeah, see, so, let's talk about let's talk about March, man. Let's what, talk about what, March, man. We got yeah. some stuff coming, man. Yes, we do. So March, um, we're going back into some stuff we've talked about before. We've got some guests that we're bringing in that we've had before. A couple of guests we haven't had before. Mm-hmm. A couple of guest spots still open, actually. Um, and I do see yeah. you You are going to throw that album at me we talked about the other day. I um, did. It was a wide open slot in, in March. You still found one, huh? Filled, so I need to. So we're going to throw a Christian album in the mix. And mm-hmm. neither Brandon or I have heard it. It's brand new music. And it dry uh, came out today. So it came out on a Sunday. I'm pretty sure, or it came out Friday. I don't remember. Jeez, when it came. oh my god! It I probably mean, it, came on a Sunday. I was gonna say because it's a Christian album, it probably it's came makes out on sense. a Sunday. Oh my gosh! Oh, makes but, sense. But in case you are like, oh, I'm not gonna want to listen to that. These guys have traveled with secular artists. They so. have. So I, we've got some artists coming up. We've got a Grammy uh, nominee, uh, album of the year nominee. We have we've uh, got. We have our second double dip album. Second double dip artist. Artist, yes, that album. Artist with yep. a guest who who uh we'll just leave it there for right now. We've got at least one guest that you've heard before, a couple other ones you haven't. Um yep. and some that were something that were pretty fun that we're interested to talk to. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I will say is if you guys did not see this yet, and it's the end of February, so you hopefully saw it by now and you've seen the things I've been posting about it. The Grammys got rescheduled, Brandon. They did get rescheduled, Steve. For April 3rd. Yep. April 3rd. So our uh, Grammy bet is still on. We have that still, stuff written down. 
Yeah. If you guys have not heard, go back to the episode in November. We broke down the Grammy nominations. We should have yeah. already figured out who was going to tattoo by now. We should have. But we we did a we did a, a gentleman's bet over the Grammy nominations. We picked eight different categories and yeah. weighted them out. And whoever has the um, the least amount of points after the Grammys happen, yeah, uh, we are going to that person who loses has to get the Napster tattoo somewhere on their body. Yeah, um, and they have to buy the other person lunch. So yeah. that was also said. Yeah. So um, that's coming up in April. We're probably going to do something live about that. My ass might be in Florida. So we'll see. I will, I'll still do it live. I don't give a shit. Heck if I'm yeah. going to get a tattoo, we'll do we're going to do this live. We'll figure it out. Facebook live. We'll do it somewhere. Right. Tick, maybe TikTok by then if your nope start figuring out. Right. We'll do some stuff. Uh, right. But we're going to, we are going to watch the Grammys, at least part of them live with you guys for a little bit of time on Facebook or, uh, or TikTok. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that. That's coming up and that's coming up in April, early yep. April, late, late March. At this point. At this point. So hopefully it doesn't get pushed back again. I'm going to fingers crossed on right. that one. And guys, uh, I'll just say this. If you want to be a guest on our show, please reach out to us. We we are reaching out to people. But at the same time, if you like what we want, what we're doing and want to be a part of an, a, a show, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. we would love to have you. And now we're kind of Steve and I are in the mindset now where as far as guest episodes go, we'll record you early and then we'll plug you in where we see fit based on our schedule. Well, you also know. for your schedule too, or, or right. if you have an event coming up, we can make things work. So if you've got something Absolutely. coming or maybe you want something coming for a month or two, let us know. Yep. If you've got an album that'll make sense to whatever you're plugging, let us know. We'll yep. make it work. We're, we're flexible guys. So we, yep. we can get you in the week before the week of and get things happen and make it work. We want to help you promote yourself and promote us. Cause if you're going to promote yourself, you're going to promote us at the same time. Yep. And it works both ways. Absolutely. So we are, we are willing to partner with you to get those things done. I was actually going to go there too, Brandon. So that makes sense. That's kind of where I was heading there. Nice. Cause we do have two guest spots open currently in March. Yep. Um, and as of recording, again, this is early February. Hopefully by the time this is recorded, we will be filled up, but we're going to have to fill April. If you guys, again, and May, uh, last and episode June. of 2021, yeah. uh, we want to get uh, every Friday. We want to have guests and we have want to have a bunch of extra episodes of guests on. So mm-hmm. we want to talk to new people. Absolutely. Um, so if, if you have not been on the podcast before, if you've been on the podcast last year and you just want to come back, come on back. Um, yeah, and let us back. know what you want to talk about. We're we're open and willing to do just about every style and variety of music you can think of. Yep, absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for coming and listening to us again this Friday. Just Brandon and I, with without a helper, without yeah. a guest. That's two All days. Right. Uh, two days this week, you've just got us. Yep. Love you. Um, <laughs> but right. uh, we will see you guys coming up on Tuesday next week with a Canadian sensation. That's right. We are going there. Yep. Chad Kroger, volume two. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.